Good morning. My name is Eric Van Zee, and I'm one of the pastors here at Green Tree Community Church. And I wanted to welcome all of you um, to our worship service this morning, and we're so glad that you have joined us in worshiping our Lord and Savior together. I have just a couple of announcements for this morning. Um, please do the uh, survey that we sent out about our in-the-building worship uh, services. So we wanted your opinions on that. And uh, that was sent out in the connections on Friday. So please fill out that survey. That'd be very helpful for us. And um, we are also outdoors um, uh, next week as well, uh, November 1st. So just plan on that. And uh, we do have a few pumpkins here at the church. If you would like to paint those or carve those or just to bring those to um, a, a friend or a neighbor just to encourage them, um, make sure that you take advantage of that as well. This has been a little bit of a different uh, season, a little different fall for, for us. Yes, the weather is changing and the, the leaves are, are falling, um, but fall sports have not really been the same. Uh, normally, we're at um, a high school football game or a soccer game and, or maybe even watching the Cardinals in the, in the uh, postseason, um, maybe next year. Uh, but all of the high school sports really kind of got a late start, and it's been a, just a bit of a different year because only a few spectators get to go to the games, maybe some parents or whatever, but there's not the, the bands and the, 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 the cheers and the singing and all the, all the things that we normally do are a little different. I mean, even, even professional sports, they're using cardboard faces as, uh, as the audience, right? And they're pumping in cheering music, uh, cheering sounds just to, you know, to, to make it feel a little bit more like normal, but it's just not the same as uh, with, without the fans uh, being in the attendance. Um, and my son actually was picked this year to be the Blue Crew leader, which means that um, at his high school, which he's supposed to lead his, his schoolmates, his classmates, you know, and getting hyped and cheered up for the different games and for the different activities that they have going on, but um, COVID has pretty much put a complete stop to that position and to that job uh, because no students can go to the games, um, at least not yet. My daughter Kate is running cross country, and at least they're getting some meets in. Um, she got a chance to um, run one of the one of the races that she ran though was a staggered start, which meant you know some people would go and then some more people would go, and so. She got to run with a couple of her running mates from her school, but she didn't get to see um, other runners from other schools, so she was really just kind of running and racing against the clock. Um, and so it's been just a bit of a different fall for um, sports when it comes to high school sports. Um, she didn't have any spectators at that, at that meet, and um, I don't know if you know about cross-country parents, but we get a chance to um, participate a little bit. We have to run from one place to another just to be able to to see our kids running, and so we get a little bit of a workout ourselves um, when we're trying to do that. And uh, but why do we do that? Why do we go and 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 uh, cheer on our kids and on our team? I mean, it's, it's to encourage them. I mean, Kate likes to hear her name. Um, I maybe embarrass her a little bit, but I like to cheer it on. Hey, way to go, Kate! Keep it going. Looking good. Looking strong. You know, all those kind of things, and to encourage her teammates as. They're all trying to give it their all. So to me, sports are just not the same without the, the fans really cheering everybody on. And this morning, we're going to see that the church is not the same without everyone encouraging each other. God designed us to need each other and to depend on each other 
for our spiritual health. And we are all on the field of life. And as believers, we are all a team. And this team is united by the Holy Spirit. Our health as a team, in part, depends on each other and each person doing their part on the team. Please turn with me to 1 Corinthians 12. You'll see that God gives us, God gives us his church, gifts to encourage each other and to encourage our faith. So read with me from 1 Corinthians 12. We're going to start in verse 4, and um, we're going to go to verse 26. So now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. There are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge, according to the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by, the, by one Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, the ability to distinguish between spirits. To another, various kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by one and the same Spirit, who appoints each one individually as he wills. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one Spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free And all were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. If the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need for you. Or again, the head to the feet, I have no need for you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And on those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow greater honor. And our, and our unpresentable um, parts are treated with greater modesty, which our more presentable parts do not require. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Let's pray. Father, we look to you this morning. You are a good father who gives good gifts to his children. Jesus, you are the head of the church. And Holy Spirit, we know that you are here today. You are uniting us together and empowering us to be the body you want us to be. We often fail to look to you for strength and power. 
We can fail to trust you in all things. Give us repentant hearts and open minds this morning. Amen. The sermon in a sentence this morning is, we have been united through the Holy Spirit to strengthen each other's faith by using the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Let me say that again. We have been united through the Holy Spirit to strengthen each other's faith by using the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So I have three observations from this text, and uh, I think you'll be able to remember them. Uh, the first one is that you belong. The second one is you are gifted. And the third one is you are needed. So you belong, you are gifted, and you are needed. So the first observation is this, that you belong. If you look at verse 13, it says, For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body. Jews and Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. See, the good news is that you, are, you made the team. You're on the team. Believers, we have the same spirit. Believers, you are now members of the universal church. That means that every Christian from every place on the globe, from every age, we are part of something that is huge, that is big, and is much bigger than ourselves, and bigger than our previous identities. Like Paul says, Jews and Greeks, slave or free. We could add, you know, male or female, or black or white, or young or old, or rich or poor, or Republican or Democrat, or Americans or French, we were made, though, as believers, to, to drink from the same spirit, meaning that all believers are on the same team because we have one Lord, we have one body, we have one spirit that connects us all, and it is from one baptism. You see, we are baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And because of that, we have membership into the universal church, and into the local church. So whether you took local vows here at Green Tree Community Church or not, um, which is a good thing to do, um, we'll probably talk about that some other day, but would love for you to join our church and take those vows. But the point is that if you are a believer, that you are a member and you belong. Did you hear that? So if you are a believer, that you are a member and you belong. You are, you are on the team. Have you ever had to try out for something? Um, it's so hard to put yourself out there and to, to take the risk, just not knowing if you're going to be good enough um, to make the team or to make the play or to get the job. Um, the good news of the gospel is what? That we get to be on, on God's team because he was good enough. We join the team by faith, and that is a gift from God. Today, if you are not a believer, I'd love to invite you to join us. God says, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. We would love for you to become a part of the team and to become part of the body. You see, all believers currently belong to the church body. The church body is God's plan. And it's his plan to build his kingdom here on earth. And the church is not a building, and we're, we're seeing that more and more now that we are doing it virtually, um, that we're doing it outside. Um, we know that it is more about, it is the people. It is you and me. It is you and me together. We get to encourage each other to, to teach and to build one another up in knowledge and grace in the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Have you, have you embraced this membership? Um, or do you kind of treat it more like a, maybe a gym membership? Uh, we used to belong to the lodge in De Pere. Um, that became more of a, I think, a monthly donation than it was anything about a gym membership for us. Uh, we, didn't, we didn't use it very much. Um, so don't be like us in that. But the church can be like a gym, though, in the sense that it's where we exercise and we get a chance to strengthen our faith. The church is like a hospital where, because it cares for the sick and those who lack faith, which we all are spiritually sick and we all lack faith. The church is like a team because it serves each other and serves those around it. During the COVID pandemic, studies have shown that anxiety and depression and insomnia and substance abuse, suicide rates, they've, they've, all, they've all increased. And right now, it's, it's really much easier to feel alone than feel like that you belong. We need the body of Christ now probably more than ever. Have you reached out to other Green Tree people and just to let them know that you miss them? Or have you reached out to your neighbors to invite them to the body? The church is a body and it has many members. And you are the body of Christ. And let's celebrate. Let's celebrate our belonging to Christ's body. It is a good thing. So not only do you belong, uh, the second observation is this. You are gifted. If you look at verse 4, it says, Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. So for right now, we're going to take just a minute and look at spiritual gifts. And in doing that, we're going to say, you know, we're going to answer the question, who, what, when, where, and how. And I'm going to roll through that um, quickly. But first, who gets the gifts? Well, you do. Everyone. Everyone gets a gift. All believers are given spiritual gifts. So if you want, right now, you can look underneath your chair, and uh, there's a free gift. Well, okay, just kidding. It's not exactly like that, but kind of. We do all get uh, a free gift, um, but it comes to us from God, and it's not like game show where you get a free gift, but it is a free gift that everyone that is a believer gets. So what are spiritual gifts? When we ask what, sometimes we look to Tim Keller. Tim Keller helps us, and uh, his quote is, spiritual gifts are abilities God gives us to meet the needs of others in Christ's name. Many of you are in our women's teaching ministry, and one of the things that they've been challenged with um, lately is to be other-centered. Spiritual gifts, by definition, are other-centered because spiritual gifts are abilities God gives us to meet the needs of others in Christ's name, right? So another way that Keller puts it in a different definition is a spiritual gift is an ability that comes to you freely for the purpose of ministering to needs so as to build up Christian community in size and in depth. I kind of like the way it says that, right? It's given to us freely for the purpose of ministering to the needs of the Christian community. They're not just talents. It's not like just being good at, at, you know, at math or good at football or Fortnite or 
whatever you're good at. Spiritual gifts are God-given capabilities given to you to build up the church. They are for that purpose. So just for some examples of spiritual gifts, some of them are serving and mercy and teaching, hospitality, administration, shepherding, evangelism, right? Prayer, music. There's, there's, lots, of, there's lots of spiritual gifts. Um, there's no one exhaustive list in Scripture. There's many different lists that are there. But they are all capabilities, all abilities that can be used to encourage people's faith. You know Beth Bowman. She has the gift of hospitality and service. Many of us have been blessed by her cooking. She uses her ability to encourage new moms um, or those that are hurting or children. Um, she just brings the church together and she brings joy through her gifts. So another thing is when, when do I get my spiritual gift? That's a good question. Actually, it's the day that you become a Christian because spiritual gifts come to us from the Holy Spirit. And when you become a Christian, when at conversion, we have, this, we have the Spirit in us. And when the Spirit lives in us and through us, that is when we have the spiritual gifts. But also God, in his infinite wisdom, bestows a gift when he thinks that it is needed for the church. And so at different times, um, he brings gifts to people as they are needed. So where? Where do my spiritual gifts come from? Okay, guys, everybody should know this one. It's the Sunday school answer. So where do spiritual gifts come from? They come from God, right? So we kind of probably already knew that, but let's look at verse 6. It says, but it, is the, but it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. And verse 11, it says, all these are empowered by one and the same Spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. And so I don't get to pick my gift, right? God calls us and he equips us for his service in each one of us, but it comes from God. So how do I know what spiritual gifts are mine? How do, how do I know? Like, which, which ones are mine? What, what do I have? In one sense, you have all the gifts because you have the same spirits um, living in each one of us. So you can't say, I don't have the gift of evangelism, so I can't tell others about Jesus, right? Well, it doesn't work that way. Or I don't have hospitality, so I can't have people over. Um, that's not how it works either. But we do have specific gifts. When we're talking about spiritual gifts that we do have, and that is given to us in a greater degree. And so when we're talking about spiritual gifts, it's kind of that greater degree ones that we're talking about. And how do you figure that out? Well, part of it is um, there's three ways you can, uh, I suggest. Um, you, can, you can find out by doing, asking, or testing. Doing is just try it out. When you um, encounter somebody who um, needs to have their faith encouraged, um, using one of the spiritual gifts, trying it out, see if that is one of yours, that'll help you discern, in a sense, is just by, by doing. And um, that oftentimes shows us what our gifts are. Um, in student ministry, we are always looking for volunteers. And so one year, I needed some volunteers for a senior high camp. And so I was talking to a mom and I was encouraging her to, to join us. Uh, she was a little bit of an older mom, and she was like, I don't know if I have the energy. I don't know if I, I'm, I'm gifted. I don't know if I can do that. I have the skills, and all that. Well, I talked her into it, and I said, we really need you. Can you come? And so she did. She came, and, 
Um, and after a week of camp with us, um, she found out that um, she loved it, and uh, she became one of my best volunteers that I ever had. And um, really, she learned um, her spiritual gifts by coming and doing and participating and really taking, taking a risk, taking a risk and joining us. And so in some ways, that's the same way it can be for you, just by doing, by taking a risk, and really let God just surprise you in what he can show you of what you have and what he's given you. Another way is just to ask others. Sometimes other people can see in ourselves what, what we don't see, right? And so you can ask them and say, what do you think my spiritual gift is? And you can ask a friend or a spouse or a parent or a teacher or just some people around you, just ask them what they think that your spiritual gift is, and they can let you know. Another thing that we can do is um, to take a test. Um, you can take a written test. There's uh, their spiritual gift test. We have one here, um, and we have one that we'll have available online for you, and uh, um, we have copies here at the church, but that's a way that you can um, take a test, and it can help show you um, just what gifts are available or what, from your experience, um, you might be have as far as your gifts and what things that God has given you as far as those go. But we do have a lifetime to kind of figure this out. You can have patience. It's not something they have to have all figured out and all developed all at once. Um, God, God will continue to reveal and continue to develop them over time. So pray is one of the things that we do. We pray hey, that God would show us um, what he has for us and just ask him to help us discern what our gifts are. And he isn't trying to hold them from us. He's not trying to hide them from us. And so God will show you what your gifts are and what ways you can encourage others in their faith. So lastly, not only do you belong and not only are you gifted, you have skills, but also you are needed. Verse 21 says, The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. It'd be kind of weird if uh, Green Tree Community Church um, as a body was just one part, like one big nose, right? We would be able to have a really good, strong sense of smell, um, but that wouldn't be a very effective body. That's kind of the point that it's saying. Every part is needed, and every part is valuable. And God makes sure in his upside-down kingdom that all parts are valuable and um, are given honor. All servants in his kingdom are valuable, and all jobs and abilities are wanted and needed. Some very small and seemingly insignificant parts can be very important, right, for things to work well. Um, some mistakes you only make once. And uh, I remember one time, um, one summer as a teenager, my cousin and I had the job of putting our grandfather's boat in the water. When we got in the water, we were about to drive away, and we started to notice that the floor was getting wet. And um, I suppose anyone know where this is going? You really might. Uh, we quickly noticed that we were taking on a lot of water. So yes, we forgot to put the plug in the, back, in the boat. 
And uh, the plug is a really small part. It's only, you know, just really small. It's not that big. And uh, you're supposed to take the plug out at the end of the day when you we put it on, um, when you're taking it out of the water and um, put it on the trailer and lets all the water out, right? Well, you're also supposed to put it back in. Um, and compared to like, I don't know, the motor and the steering wheel or the, the throttle or the life jackets, I mean, you'd think that the, that little piece wouldn't be that significant. But it plays a major role in boating because if we didn't get that plug back in, we were not going to have um, a very good day of skiing uh, that day. And um, so we got that back in just in time and, uh, and got to enjoy our day. But, but even that small piece has a very significant role in something like that. And God, he's designed us in a similar way that all of us are needed. Our purpose is to be an encouragement to the body. And Christians are not isolationists. Verse 7 says, we are to use our gifts for the common good. So we're, we're supposed to use them for, for others, not just for ourselves. Can you imagine if, if everyone from Green Tree used their gifts for the common good? I mean, that would be quite a place, right? And in many ways, I know people are using their gifts here at Green Tree. Um, I know that there's acts of service that are going on. Even on Sunday mornings, people are picking up glass in the parking lot uh, before church. People are power washing the church because it's getting dirty already. Um, we, this morning we had music. We had the worship team lead us, and um, I'm glad they did because um, my family knows that I make a joyful noise, um, and we're going to be happy when we get our new voices in heaven, if that, if that happens. I hope so. Um, but also the gifts of administration. We have many staff members here at church that do lots of organizing, um, and the kingdom of God needs um, a lot of administration to have the gospel and the good news just to go forth. We have a lot of volunteers that help organize Affordable Christmas 2028. Um, people that are on the finance team, they volunteer their time. And there's just a lot of administration that goes on. There's a lot of leadership with elders and deacons. They've put in countless hours um, in leading and shepherding our church. Hospitality. People are opening their homes for small groups to come in and, and to meet. We have lots of Sunday school teachers for all ages, and I know that's a bit on hold right now. I'm hoping to open up soon so that we can get our teachers back teaching, but the gift of teaching is, has been strong at Green Tree. And even um, Friday, we had people in our church praying all day um, as a prayer team for our church, and the prayer team is going on all the time with prayer needs of our church and giving. I know people that are helping other people with, with their bills, with car repairs, with house repairs, um, for counseling. There's all, there's all kinds of people that are, that are giving to those that are in need. Do you know that you, in particular, are needed? Where are you serving and where are you exercising your gifts in the body? There is always a need and there's always a place for you. The church is not fielding a full team if you don't see your place on the field and see your position because you are needed. Does anyone enjoy doing puzzles like jigsaw puzzles? Uh, maybe some of you use the time during COVID to do a few puzzles. I think one of the most frustrating things about doing a puzzle is when there's some missing pieces, right? Uh, the puzzle just isn't complete until we have all the pieces in and together. You see, God celebrates diversity, and he celebrates diversity of gifts, of gifts, and he celebrates all the pieces. 
verse 25 says that there may be no division in the body. One body, many parts. All are honored. We are all different, and God designed it that way. It is part of his grand plan. We are all needed to give God glory. My wife, Jen, and I have been um, taking walks together. We've been enjoying a three-mile loop um, near our house, and uh, we've, we've liked doing it. But we, we don't always like doing it. Um, it's hard sometimes to get out of the house and to get off the couch, so to speak. Um, but we do then encourage each other and say, yeah, let's go. And, and um, it's probably more often me that's, oh, it's, it's too cold, it's too hot, it's too, you know. But we encourage each other to, to get healthy, and we need each other for, for that. And that has been good. And we as the church are in the same way. We need each other to get healthy and to strengthen our faith. So in all seriousness, get on the field because you belong. You made the team. Use your gifts because you are gifted by the Holy Spirit. Discover and embrace those gifts. God gives his body what it needs for such a time as this. Do you see someone whose faith needs to be encouraged? This would be the time to, to lean into that, to use your gift, uh, because there is a, there's a job and a role in the body that, that you were made for, and specifically you were made for. And so are you doing that role? Are you doing the function of the body and, you know, on the team? It makes it hard for the team when the goalie doesn't show up for a soccer game, right? Or if the third baseman stays home. So let's show up and encourage each other with our God-given spiritual gifts. One way that Green Tree has chosen to apply our spiritual gifts is through Affordable Christmas. I would like you all to hear from Alicia Plotsky. She will share some of her story and why Affordable Christmas is so encouraging. When I was 10 years old, my grandmother took me to an office building with a room that was piled with brand new toys. We were met there by a woman who told me I could choose whatever I wanted, and I felt a mixture of overwhelm and disbelief, but I was finally convinced to choose something I found desirable, but not too extravagant. I didn't want to appear too greedy. When I got home with that prize, my mother was not happy. Several months later, I was really excited to play softball at my school. I hadn't participated in extracurriculars before because they all came with fees, but the sixth grade teacher at the school organized a softball game each day at lunch. It was complete with captains and rosters and an end of season celebration so that everyone would have a chance to play. Everything was provided with the exception of mitts, which each student needed to bring from home. I couldn't afford to buy one, but unbeknownst to me, my classmates started pulling together their change so they could buy one for me. I was astounded at their generosity, but my mother refused to let me accept the mitt. It wasn't until I was much older that I linked these events together. That room full of toys was meant for children whose families couldn't provide much of a Christmas for them. That softball mitt savings fund was the result of a classroom full of students who knew I couldn't afford to buy my own. My mom hated feeling like she wasn't able to provide all that she wanted for us, but even more, she hated that everyone seemed to know our situation. I grew up in a family that lived paycheck to paycheck. We borrowed money to cover groceries and rent from friends and family. 
We first had our phone and then our electricity and then our hot water turned off until we could scrape together enough money to get them turned back on. And I learned a lot from all that. I learned that buying a trendy item when there was money in your pocket might mean that there was no money left when you needed new shoes or coats. I learned that an extravagant gift at Christmas might mean a rough week in January. I also learned a lot about pride and about shame and about a parent's desire to be able to provide for their own children. A few years ago, when I started helping out with Affordable Christmas, I recognized a lot of familiar emotions playing across the faces of people who walked through the church's doors. I saw excitement and joy and pride, but I also saw shame and embarrassment. There was thankfulness, there was relief. For those of you who may not know, Affordable Christmas is an event that takes place here at Green Tree in December. The church's atrium is transformed into a boutique shop that's filled with brand new toys and books, sports equipment, electronics, and clothing. And even though each item is brand new, they're all marked at a tenth or less of their original value. Families who are struggling financially are invited to come and shop for their children to select items they think that they would love at a cost that they can afford. When we participate in events and activities like Affordable Christmas, we can't always anticipate the reactions that others will have. We can't always relate to the emotions that surface. But we can create a space that allows for empathy and grace and generosity, that allows a parent to choose a gift that's just right for her child without having to sacrifice something else that month, that allows a parent to take ownership for the provision of her family, that allows all of us an opportunity to enter into relationship, to pray for each other, to offer support and encouragement, or even just the feeling of being seen and appreciated. Will you take a moment for, with me now to pray specifically for affordable Christmas? Father God, I thank you for the blessing that it is to walk alongside you, to give generously from all that you've blessed us with and to open up your church to serve our community. God, I pray that we, your hands and feet on this earth, give generously of our resources and our time and our hearts so that as people walk through our doors, they're overwhelmed, not with shame, not with embarrassment or feeling exposed, but with your love and your grace and your peace. I pray they walk in the joy and the dignity that you give so freely to your children that you bestow in spite of our struggles and our sin through the grace and sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Let us reflect you in this event, in this season, and in our lives. We pray these things in your holy name. Amen. Thank you, Alicia, for sharing uh, some of your story with us. That was powerful, and I just want to thank you. Um, and for the congregation, for us to, um, to stock the store for affordable Christmas again this year, um, we need your financial donations. Um, you have been very generous in the past for us to, to do that store and to do it very well. And so we're asking you again to, to donate. And so now is the time. And uh, I just wanted to let you know about the ways that you can donate. Uh, you can donate through sending a check uh, to Green Tree and uh, just putting affordable Christmas in the memo line. 
or you can go online and select Affordable Christmas. There's a, a drop-down tab that you can use for that. Also, if you want to give cash, just you can put it in an envelope and uh, make sure you just write Affordable Christmas on it. But again, I just wanted to thank you, Green Tree, for using your gifts, um, spiritual gifts, in helping put this on and um, really using the gift of giving. Um, that is something that we can do during this COVID season that we can give and we can give generously. So I wanted to thank you in advance for that and uh, just make sure that we do that. It is a neat thing that we get a chance to do. So if you wouldn't mind, join with me as we close in prayer. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, remind us of your love and grace. Help us to lean into the work you have called all of us to. Give us strength and boldness. Give us compassion and grace. Help us use our spiritual gifts for your glory and for your church. Amen.